Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone, to the Profane Argument Podcast for February 21st, 2017. We stream live YouTube on Tuesdays starting around 9 p.m. If you want to uh, check us out live, also you can follow us on Twitter at Profane Arg, or you could listen to the fully edited show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week, we are going to be talking about a whole lot of different things, uh, some state news, uh, some different things going on with Trump and how he is treating, well, the presidency, I guess I'll just say. <laughs> but uh, but first, I did want to sh- throw out a, uh, a thank you to Pittsburgh Atheist, who said, um, I don't have it in front of me, actually, but he gave us a shout out on Twitter, and I wanted to give him a big thank you for that. Uh, we appreciate it. He basically suggested that, hey, if you're an atheist, you should check this show out. So, hey, thank you. Uh, next, I wanted to let's get into these Bible questions that I have. I thought it would be a good way to, to get things started off. So, Stone to death. That's what I was <laughs> Jared had that locked and loaded. Nice. <laughs> Uh, as of last week, and remember, multiple people can get questions correct. So even though there were five questions, uh, currently Karen had two correct, Jared had two correct, and Ian is in the lead with three correct. Oh, we're, yes. keeping, we're keeping track? Damn it. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now I'm more engaged. It's a competition. <laughs> uh, so this week, the first question, according to the Bible, who created evil? Your possible answers are Adam, Eve... God or Satan? Hmm. Karen, you went first last time. You want to go first this time or you want to uh, give it a pass? I think I'm I'll, I'll, uh, sure. Well, no, uh, since I went first last time, somebody else should go first this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Ian should since he's in the lead. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. All right. B, Eve. Jared? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I didn't know if I was going to uh, I believe my answer is going to be Eve as well. Do I go with the obvious answer or do I go with – well, so the devil tempted Eve, so I'm going to say the devil. Uh, so your answer is Satan. Sure. Okay. Unfortunately, you all got that wrong. Oh. Huh. According to uh, Isaiah 45, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. It is also mentioned in Genesis 2.9, Isaiah 7.14 and 15, that God created evil. Okay. Why would he do that? <laughs> so the next time you're in a conversation with a believer, you yeah. can throw that out and see yeah. how they react. <laughs> that was God's fault. <laughs> Thank him. All right, that's fair. Question number two. According to the Bible, what was God not able to do? A, save the very worst sinners from hell. B, make a rock so huge he can't lift it. C, repel chariots of iron. And D, make people tell lies. I am going, as much as I like B, <laughs> I'm going to go with D, make people tell lies. Damn it. 
Ian's stealing all my answers. <laughs> like, I know B's like that, that conundrum question, like, <laughs> but I don't think that's actually in the Bible. But, like, I believe if I remember my dogma well, the movie dogma, <laughs> I'm going to go with D2, the lying, the free will thing. So you, can, you, can't, you can't make them do shit. I'm going to go completely out of left field and say chariots of iron. Wow. Yeah? Yep. One point yeah. for Karen there. <laughs> Holy smokes. What? Yeah. What can't he do? According to the Bible. Now, uh, let me address D first. Uh, there is a quote from First Kings. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord put forth a lying spirit in the mouth of all of these prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Uh, and in Thessalonians, God sends a strong delusion so that they believe a lie. So he coerces people into telling lies multiple times in the Bible. Okay. However, in Judges... It said, uh, the Lord was with Judah and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain, but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. Hmm. It was just too weird of an answer to not be right. <laughs> God's a dick. He created <laughs> evil and he makes people lie. Like, <laughs> now you know where these questions are going. Right. Yeah. And it, well, if you need to, <laughs> if you need to stop God or if he's attacking you, just get in your car and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> a modern chariot of iron. Oh, they're making them out of aluminum nowadays, though. I don't, I don't know if it'll hey, work that anymore. God, all right, fine. I'll get a, I'll get a classic model. There you go. Tony Stark is safe. <laughs> uh, question number three: According to the Bible, where does God live? No, that's wide open. But here are your possible answers: On a throne in the seventh heaven, in darkness, above the clouds, on a planet between the sun and the stars. Uh. Ian? <laughs> I don't know. A tough one. It is a tough one. I'll also admit that uh, when I took the quiz, I got this one wrong. B, darkness? Jared? What was A again? On a throne in the seventh heaven. I'm going to go with uh, between the sun and the stars one on the planet. Okay. I'm going to go on a throne in seventh heaven. Okay. The uh, On a throne in the seventh heaven, actually, uh, there were no seven heavens in the Bible. That didn't come until Dante. Oh. I believe. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, on a planet between the sun and stars is actually part of the Mormon religion. Damn it, it's Kolar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the correct answer is B in darkness. Woo! What? Darkness? Uh, yeah, then spoke Solomon. The Lord said that he would dwell in thick darkness, and he made darkness pavilions around him, dark waters, and thick clouds of the skies. Uh, <laughs> then in uh, Psalms... He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion around him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. The Lord reigneth, clouds and darkness are around him, according to Psalm 97. Okay. So he lives in darkness. Multiple citations there. Uh, that was that was Ian, right? Yes. Yay for yeah, Ian. Good guess, Ian. Thanks. <laughs> uh, question number four. According to the Bible biology, what is a bat? A bird, a mammal, an insect, or a mythical creature? Ian's being very choosy about his yeah. answers. Well, he's got to maintain his lead. I know. <laughs> At one point, lead is fleeting. <laughs> Man, I want to go with D, but I also want to give them a little more credit than that. A, bird. Okay. Jared? I'll go with insect. I'm going to go with bird. The correct answer is bird. Yes! God, I suck at this game. <laughs> it compares it to an eagle, an ostrich, osprey, and a vulture. It's in the same uh, sentence as a stork, a heron, 
lapwing, yep. which I don't know what a lapwing is. That's a bird. Uh, and a bat. Hmm. Cool. That's that's what's where where I was thinking. I really wanted to go with D, but I was like, no, surely even these bronze aged weirdos have seen a bat and they see that it can fly, and if it can fly, it's a bird. Yeah. According to biblical anatomy, where does thinking happen? In the lungs, the kidneys, the brain, or the heart? The lungs. The heart. I'll go with the oh. heart. <laughs> I jumped. Sorry. I'm going to go with the heart. Okay. The answer is in the heart. No. Mm -hmm. oh. Heard this one before. Yeah. Yeah, the kidneys were um, having trouble with these, these verses. They make no sense. Thus, my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. It refers to my reins. So that's where your emotions come from, is the kidneys. Hmm. Uh, but the heart is where your thinking happens, according to Proverbs 23 and Luke 9. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. I don't know who's ahead now. Who answered I Karen, that? Karen and I are tied. Karen and Jared both answered correctly on that last one. Yeah, I got one, baby. <laughs> so it's a tight match between Ian and Karen now. Yes. How far down am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's five Two. to five to three. So there you go. Some Bible knowledge. Some weird Bible knowledge. Some off-the-wall stuff. But um, I found it interesting. <laughs> so this last week, I wanted to start with um, some stuff that Trump tweeted. And it's probably old news for anyone who's been paying attention. But if you haven't <laughs> been paying attention, the one tweet that got me that I, I just I had to bring up is when he was talking about all of the, the news coming out about the Russian connections – Mm -hmm. He tweeted, this Russian connection nonsense is merely an attempt to cover up the many mistakes made in Hillary Clinton's losing campaign. <laughs> now, I, I'm, try, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that statement. I don't understand how he's still bringing up the campaign. It's his go-to. That's all he's got. He talked about it in the press conference for almost 70 minutes. <laughs> he did a rally down in Florida this weekend. A campaign rally for 2020. Yep. <laughs> talking about <laughs> he knows how to campaign he does not know how to govern it's all he's got but how does hillary's campaign have anything to do with russian connections like oh I could, why well, would the media even be trying to yeah, cover up mistakes made during the campaign because of all those leaked emails ray come on now <laughs> right i mean the, the, the russians broke into her server and leaked information about her and that's why she lost so it's all about the russians breaking into her email server he's just trying to deflect he's deflecting away from the fact that the russians are did more than just break into her email server oh i thought he was taking the stance that you're just using that as an excuse because you fucking lost yeah and you're trying to come up with anything because i hear that a lot yeah that too. well you'll blame anybody it's the russians right the russians won it for him well, I like how the, the, it's still the go-to argument for people that um, they immediately pivot to talking about Hillary. It's like, she's off in the woods. Don't worry about her. She's fine. Just leave well, her out of this. I mean, it's are you surprised? I mean, if it's not Hillary, whenever he makes a move, they go, well, Barack Obama did this. Well, Barack Obama did that. Like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about I know, and everyone's doing. like, well, we're talking about what Trump did. He's like, yeah, it's the yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm surprised that's the tweet that got you mind boggled and not the <laughs> that the press is the enemy of the American people tweet. Yeah, yeah, that one came later. No, that, I think I was still boggled over this one. <laughs> right. The, the one where I mentioned was was genuinely more like confusing. Mm. Like, my goodness, but like, you know, that other one's just straight up evil. Yeah. Like these people that keep printing facts about me, they're your enemy. Just believe me. <laughs> that is that I get. so scary. Yeah. It's super scary. 
It's a, it's just that's a straight out diversion. Like that's a you can't believe these people don't trust. And his followers are like, yeah, see, we can't trust anything. We just have to listen to Trump and follow Twitter and not listen to anything I know, else. Like, I have friends who I used to consider rational. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> like somebody mentioned CNN and they're like, oh, you can't believe CNN. That's re- it's really all fake on CNN. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I go, they're just straight up making shit up on CNN is what you're telling me? And it's odd that the only channel that you trust is the one that has only nice things to say about the president. It's, it's what a coincidence well, that Fox is the only one not corrupted. Fox is also starting to cover him a little bit more accurately. Not very accurately. But the journalists on there are starting yeah. to actually break out a little bit. Oh, yeah. When, there uh, are some dissenters. Yeah. In the ranks. Shepherd, what was it? Shepard Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Who came out and was like, you need to stop this. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Chris Wallace, too, to some extent. Yeah. I think I didn't see the Wallace thing. What did he do? He had gotten to an argument with Reince Priebus, and he was just like, this is, you know, this is wrong. You know what you're saying about the press. It's not right. And I think Reince Priebus is like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. I mm. believe is an actual quote. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how we're going to mess with the media. Yeah. But to be quite honest, for... For every for those two guys, there's like twelve of them on there who are just toeing the line. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But Although, go ahead. I, I, I do have hope, though. I mean, the way I the, way, the same way that I have hope that Republican senators and representatives will actually put their actions behind their words. I mean, McCain has started to say some really sharp sharp things about Trump. He's not his votes don't follow yet, but I'm hoping that they will eventually. Uh see. Again, they will only, you know, obviously it's only going to have to as much as it needs to because I, th- when I was watching this, I, I was watching it in, in pretty good detail and I think it was on CNN and some other channels. I, I'm starting to get a better glimpse of the, the rest of the right, the rest of the Republicans who aren't, you know, full on Trump. And, and I, I see their long game because <laughs> they were doing an interview with Lindsey Graham and halfway through the interview, I found myself going, oh, mm hmm. <laughs> That is interesting. That's reasonable. And then I realized that I was sitting there going, Lindsey Graham is sounding reasonable. And I was like, oh, that's the move. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's got to be the move to regain credibility. Like, they're like, you thought we were the crazy ones. This is what crazy is all about. We're the reasonable ones. Mm. Come on back. When Ian's sitting in his living room going, yeah, Paul Ryan. All right. You're a you, good guy. Do, do you really think, though, that they're willing to trash this country for four years just so in another four, so they could be like, come on, come see, see what happened? Like, you don't think they're going to think, shit, we might get the blame for letting this moron into office? Uh, no. It, it depends. Are they getting rich while the, it's happening? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing is like, there's the ones who want to line their pockets, which is bad, and the ones that are kind of going against but won't. Like, the thing is, is like anybody who's straight up be like, Cannot come out and go, we made a fucking mistake. This guy was a tremendous mistake. You can't do that. You'll destroy the party. So they have to walk this line. But, like, I don't know if I subscribe to – unless – I don't know if you're implying, Ian, that they they actually put Trump in there just for – so one day we'll be no. like, oh, okay. They're just no, like, we no, can take no, this No, they angle. would have rather had so many other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the way that they're going to come out clean is the way that they have – uh, you know, it, it was kind of, I think they can use this to, again, make themselves seem more reasonable and kind of at the same time, while they're, you know, letting Trump kind of torpedo him, himself, they can use this to brush aside those Tea Party weirdos as well. Mm. 
Like, look, when you get behind the tea party, this is what you get. I think the reaction that a lot of them are getting from their town halls back home, because this is back home week, <laughs> is probably alarming them a little bit. Because there's been I, I some hope so. violent reactions. I hope so. Because, I mean, again, that's what we discussed. That's what needs to happen. It, yeah. I mean, nothing extreme in, in the violent category. But, you know, when I hear a story of, mm-hmm. you know, people yelling at Pat Toomey. And, you know, dozens of people are outside his office. It needs to be hundreds of people outside of office. It needs to be thousands of people outside of his office. He moved right. his office, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> he, he but he put the hide. address out, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Oh. He moved it, like, down the street a little bit somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, I believe it's in <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, you guys obviously did not listen to the podcast that I listened to. We already discussed it. That you, and I know you didn't, but with David Frum and Save Harris. Mm. I'm sorry. Trump is fucking bulletproof. He is goddamn bulletproof. And to think that he is going to bury himself is I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm just hoping that the Teflon coating only covers him. Yeah. And everybody around him will start to sink and fade away. Well, it's- And then he'll be left. On his own and exposed. I, I don't think he's Teflon, though, because the second person that works in my office came or didn't come to me today. We were talking about something else and we got talking a little bit about politics. And he says, yeah, I really re- regret my vote now. I'm like, you voted for Trump. He's like, yeah. And, and I don't know what I was thinking. I'm And I'm really regretting it. So this is the second oh. person that said this. Yeah, I'm not I'm not denying that that, that might happen. But yeah. like, he's not going anywhere. Oh, they're not going <laughs> to impeach him. Unless it's like there's some really hardcore evidence and the very fact that people seem to focus on such dumb shit regarding him hmm. is like, you know, like I it's you know, I mean, it's awful that he has not spoken out about that mosque shooting in Canada, which happened to be done by a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> a Trump supporter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A Trump supporter. Like, that's horrible that he, you know, that he won't do that. But is that something we need to be focusing on? When meanwhile, I saw like this crazy list of shit that's getting eliminated. I wish I had it in front of me, but there was some stuff on there that I was just like, oh, man, really? Like the something to do with public broadcasting? That's going to be gone. Yep. Some other shit like that's – I mean – National Endowment is, for the Arts. Right. Yeah, Making that's care right. Of those, yeah. Getting rid of all those job-killing regulations so yeah. that the coal companies can go back to dumping their waste in the rivers and streams. Can, Ian. They already can now. <laughs> that, that's a done deal. That's what they yeah. were all fighting for, right? For coal companies yeah. to dump shit in the rivers. Yep. That's what that's going to help out the small man out in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like there's the like I was saying, like there's those there's those certain ones. Like, I mean, yes, our hands are in other Republicans. That's sad to say. But I just hope that these people put country first over party or or lining their own pockets. I don't know when when what the breaking point will be for them to be like, let's see how much shit we can get jammed down. And then, you know, maybe we'll take care of them then. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Let's hope the country's not a smoking pit by then. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go any more down the Trump rabbit hole, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to mention some state news, some different things that have been going on. Um, first, in Pennsylvania, and I'm starting it with the good news. I know I didn't save this to the good news part, but uh, <laughs> in New Kensington, Pennsylvania, there is a Ten Commandments, a six-foot-tall Ten Commandments monument in front of the uh, public high school. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, it long, has... Did it say how long Which version of the commandments? <laughs> <laughs> the first. Exodus 20. 
Um, how long have they been there? I don't know. We'll keep talking. For I'll certain, look. <laughs> but the this is a win for the Freedom from Religion Foundation. So they filed a suit in September of 2012. A parent, Marie Schaub, and uh, who is an atheist, withdrew her daughter from the school because of the monument. A district judge dismissed the case in 2015, ruling that Schaub and her child did not have frequent enough contact with the monolith. But then in 2016, a circuit court of appeals upheld their right to challenge because the fact that they weren't near the monument much was because she withdrew her daughter from school <laughs> because of the monument. Right. Good move. So in any case, just, uh, I think it was just yesterday, but in any case, very recently, the, um, the ruling set in, in motion uh, negotiations, which they have now agreed to remove the Ten Commandments monument within 30 days. Cool. Uh, they also uh, agreed to, they, well, their insurer, the district's insurer, will pay the attorney's fees of $163,000, more than 40000 of which will go to Freedom From Religion Foundation's attorney fees. So they, the school district is, because they fought it, are ending up having to pay a whole bunch of uh, attorney's fees. Nice. Yeah, the only the only part that I don't like about that is that the taxpayers have, well, no, it's the insurers paying it. It's the insurers, mm. correct. Still, their insurance rates will go up to compensate, and that'll come out of tax money, but... Well, hopefully they learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's throwing a fit over this? Like, nobody's trying to... Right now, uh, like I said, they've agreed to remove the monument. I'm sure there are several people throwing a fit mm -hmm. over this, because New Kensington is not a... I mean, there's that... No, that poor lady gets... I'm confident she gets threats all the time. Oh, oh probably. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I mean, I think that still goes in a win column. I mean, it's... Yeah. It does. I, I, I certainly. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that she decided that this was was wrong and, and you enough. know stood up. Yeah, and it points out the, the you know again the Freedom from Religion Foundation is a foundation that we support and encourage our listeners to support. Yes. So if you've got spare dollars hanging around, give them to them. They are a. <laughs> they are a 501c nonprofit educational charity, so they are tax deductible, I believe. Yeah, and nobody's getting rich off of off of donations. No, no. <laughs> Goes for fights like this. So, um, the next thing I had was in Michigan. So there is a the county board of commissioners in in Michigan had started every session with a prayer, and it was a Christian prayer. And one of the members, Peter. Bormuth, who says that he's a pagan, pointed out that this was in violation of the Constitution in a 2013 meeting. He was called a nitwick and <laughs> said that uh, he was attacking Christianity and an attack on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he was basically told to shut up. However, an appeals court finally ruled yesterday in a two-to-one decision. Uh, they ruled against the county that... The prayers were not legal because they were specifically Christian and excluded any non-Christians. So I don't know if this is going to appeal because this did just happen yesterday. But I'm sure, well, yeah, yeah. But another, I'm confused. I thought yes. Jesus gave the Constitution to the founding fathers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw a painting once. That didn't happen. No. Okay. Just I just want to double check. <laughs> and the Americans United. 
put out a statement, when government officials give prayers that are exclusively Christian, that tells non-Christians that they are a second-class citizen. So a lot of uh, secular places are recognizing that I guess that this is the time to strike, kind of. But yeah. at the same time, the other side is striking out quite a bit. Well, not even you know, non, not even secular, but any other religion besides Christianity. Mm, true. So there are plenty of other religions and plenty of other gods out there. Well, you, you can't just go again picking yours and shoving the rest of this the back of the bus. It doesn't work that way. That's why I can't figure out the thing with the Ten Commandments in front of the school. It yeah, just seems so cut and dry. Like not right? every. <laughs> But, like, who decided that that was a good idea one day? I mean, I'm sure it's a predominantly Christian area, but come on. Yeah, it's well, not yeah, 100%. But, yeah. Non-Christians can go to a public school, can't they? <laughs> Today they can, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> who knows next week? Right. I heard there's a new EO coming out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to skip one and go to this Presbyterian church. There's a Presbyterian church in Alabama that is seeking to have its own police force. What? So what, what could go wrong with that, having a church... <laughs> Having an armed contingent. Like a private security or? Private, yes, to provide security, but also to monitor the surrounding area. Uh, they would be a police force. They are petitioning to have them be able to make arrests. No. To <laughs> investigate crime. No. And uh, now the only thing they wouldn't have is their own jail. They would make use of uh, the, the, the the county jail. Hmm. Someone's been watching Game of Thrones. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> Faith militant, are you kidding me? Don't you know how that ends? <laughs> well, so these are probably the same people that have a really big problem with uh, clerics trying to enforce Sharia law. This is this is what they're asking for. They're asking for you know the faith militia. Are these people just trying to throw as much shit against the wall and see what sticks? <laughs> That's I mean, where I'm going. They cannot be serious with this. Yeah. So Arnold Mooney, who's a Republican, is he's basically they say that he's cleared the first hurdle. The House Public Safety Committee gave its okay for this, but he's he's getting some pushback by a imagine the uh, the Democrats. He's apparently using the law, and I don't know any of these laws, but. The idea that a college can have its own police, hmm. um, a university can have a police force, that they can enforce their their rules on campus. But Mary Moore, who's a representative in Birmingham, says the church is not a college. They're a church, and they're a church asking for police jurisdiction. What's to prevent any other type of church coming forward and saying, well, we want our own militant force as well right well and where does this like where's their, where's jurisdiction? their jurisdiction yeah according to uh yeah who do the police officers answer to uh he, he said they would answer to the leadership of the session of the church get out <laughs> but is this only on church grounds or are they allowed to like mill around town and enforce their crazy ass law <laughs> well they're saying on the church campus so if it's a really big church, it could be a quite large area. But I, yeah, I can't, but it can't. It can't be like a campus size. No, no. If it's if it's if it's private property, then they can hire all the security guards they want. Right, right. And I've this is all, I'm, I'm already abandoning my stance on this. If <laughs> if they're talking about you know if they see you you know doing something elsewhere in town and they're like, <laughs> we're the Presbyterian police. Put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, Are they, they carving shit into their foreheads? <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Uh, according uh, no, according to the article, situations and arrests 
you would think normally be made. They can make their own determinations and decisions. So these are you're talking about an actual police force being able to make arrests but and it, yeah, do investigations. Church led. No, no, you can't do that. The, the police force on a college campus is not college led. It's an independent police force that works in that geographic area. They work with the other police outside of the campus. It, they don't report to well. They kind of report to the to the president of the university, but not really. I know this is tricky. If it's if it's on their own church grounds, knock yourself out. But right. Well, all right. So what if it is a Christian college? Well, the, well should they the, have their own security anyway? Well, I think yeah. the distinction here is this is not a security force. This is not a I'm going to have a security guard and maybe he's licensed to carry a gun. This is a person who can actually make arrests. Right. So on a on a, you know big college campuses often have police jurisdiction. They have police forces. They have they carry guns. They can arrest people, and they work with the local police force in the town that's nearby. Okay. So what about you know Oral Roberts University or whatever that has a college campus with multiple buildings? Can they have a police force like an, any other university could have? I assume so. Yeah. So they're asking for that same thing. Yeah, but they're not a university. Right. Correct. A religious university and a church. Are still two separate things. People, yeah, li people live on campus. There needs to be a protection force on campus for a university. People right. don't live at a church, except for this maybe a couple just, people. This is just an absurd, weird little power grab. Yeah, severe, mm -hmm. but weird. I say, let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be there. They can't arrest me. I'll stand across the street and you yell just, at them. You just never go to Alabama. And you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that happens. was already a given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So the next thing I have is actually in the Carolinas. Yeah. It's not an actual law or anything. It's just a statistic that the Carolinas have produced more extremists, more terrorist people who commit terrorist acts than the number of people who have come from Syria and committed terrorist acts. They Sounds have, like fake news to me. They have, <laughs> they have been uh, apparently nearly like all the big ones have come from Carolina hmm. and they outnumber. Do you mean like guys like like Dylan Roof? Oh, I don't know that the, name specifically. The guy who shot up the, the church? The, the black church, church in yeah, South yeah. Carolina. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Unfortunately, there's not a list on the website, but I'll post the website. It's on Slate. But uh, basically what it claims is, and it has a lot of references to uh, that seem to back it up fairly well, that you know, there was a Colorado shooting. There was a detonated bomb at the Olympics in 96. In 98, a reproductive health clinic. In 2001, white supremacist meeting, pumped 20 bullets into a police officer's car and then ran off. Like, this list just goes on and on and on. All these people are from the Carolinas. And so, the number of these people outnumber all the people from the Middle East who have come here to commit terrorist attacks. I think the only exception is Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. <laughs> Way to keep it real, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they were involved in 9-11, so... Right. Well, one important part about this that um, some people see as a distinction that I don't, but um, these are not Muslim terrorists. These are homegrown terrorists. These are Christian terrorists. Yes. White. White. <laughs> yeah, they're white terrorists, basically. Um, people don't consider them terrorists necessarily. They're, they're, you know, there's something wrong with their heads. They were, you know, abused as children. They're often given excuses that Muslim terrorists are not given. Some t and I'm, I'm, there are individual cases, sure, where there's, there's going to be reasoning behind it. But this is not the same thing in a lot of people's minds. Well, if you go back and look at any any of the people, even the uh, even the attackers in 
if you individually go back and look, you will find at some point in their life that you'll go, oh, yeah. Now I, I am, you know, I can see how he got there. He was sure. wrong, but I see how he got there because you can see something horrible happen in in their lives. Sure, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that that's the case in any of. Sure, but th- I think there is a distinction given and made by a lot of Americans that is invalid. Right. Right. So the final the final total is uh, of the 27 fatal terror attacks inflicted since 9/11, 20 were committed by right-wing extremists. Hmm. 20 of 27. Wow. Damn. That's uh, domestic right-wing extremists. Mhm. But that's <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. Wow. But uh yeah, we have to stop that from happening in a country by blocking Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> uh so this isn't a state law but uh well, it's not a state, and it's not in a state, So, but I'm throwing it in the states. Uh, Washington, D.C., they have – I think they passed it. It's a, it's a city, so I'm not exactly sure what all it has to go through. But the assisted suicide law in D.C. So this week, the House committee voted to block that law to make assisted suicide legal in the District of Columbia. Hmm. Yeah, the laws in you know, D.C. are a little odd. They, they, they don't have are. their own local – because they're a city, but they don't belong to a state, apparently that means that Congress can override the laws of the city. Yeah. Weird. So, strangely enough, our favorite representative, Jason Chaffetz, uh. is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, who had pledged to intensify scrutiny of the laws in D.C. I didn't actually know this, but uh, apparently he's a Mormon. Oh, I didn't know that. I did know that. Hmm. And he is, he says his opposition to the law stems from a deep personal moral conviction. Your deep personal moral conviction does not apply to the public. You don't get to use that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, he, He claims that he did not ask for this to come in, that it was the district, not Congress, that prompted the committee's intrusion to local affairs. By passing a law? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> so he says that uh, our country should never facilitate, encourage, or tacitly accept measures that are prematurely ending the lives of its people. I don't know how he gets to make that statement. I mean, he can make the statement, but these people voted in a law. Yeah. And he's and they're trying to overrule it and say that it's not legal. Wow. And that could have uh, that could have bad repercussions. Hopefully, it has bad repercussions for Javits. Doubtful. Yeah. Yeah, very doubtful. There are too many people who are pro-life. And yet are supporting of capital punishment. I don't really know about that. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who are against both. Sure. I wonder what Chavitz. Yeah, that, that's that's a good question. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I have for the state stuff. So before we get into the national, more back into Trump, mm-hmm. uh, Jared? Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, do you remember last week when we talked about how people who read actual books were suckers? <laughs> do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I do. You know who else are suckers? People who order books from Amazon. <laughs> like me. Because <laughs> if I were smart, I would have listened to this podcast and I would have known that the listeners of Profane Argument, a special offer from Audible, is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, if you wanted to, you could go listen to the book that I bought like a sucker called Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan. It is not a porno, but you will learn, gentlemen, Ray and Ian, why your wang is shaped the way that it is. Huh. Pretty interesting, huh? Like me specifically? 
Well, all three of us, because <laughs> we're human males. Uh, also, if you want to, uh, you could listen to a book that I also read, like a sucker, and not listen to, is God Know by Pendulette. Uh, it has a very much longer title, but... And if you want to download your free audiobook, you can go to audibletrial.com slash argument. Back to you, Ray. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I have heard that um, our esteemed president doesn't read very goodly. And perhaps <laughs> he could do Audible instead so somebody could read things for him. That mm. might not be a bad idea. I think people should yes. send – I people think people should send him books. <laughs> Someone should send him an Audible uh, version of Anne Frank's diary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. I like that one. Nice. So on with the uh, the national news. I just heard about this today, and it made me kind of angry. Now, this is – the article itself is on the Daily Caller, which I didn't know anything about, but I'm reading it, and it's talking about it in a fairly positive way. But the uh, what happened is, while the Senate passed the bill, the House is expected to pass it, and there's no way Trump won't sign it. It's a uh, rebalancing NASA's budget. And the way the article puts it is it's balancing it back towards space exploration. But what they're really doing is pulling more than $2 billion that NASA spends on Earth science to support science aimed at global warming. Mm. So they're actually restricting what NASA can do in any sort of science toward global warming. Uh, so $2 billion. If you look and, and what they say is uh, Lamar Smith, who is a Texas uh, Republican, he says that we should really get more into space exploration and zero out Earth sciences. So they $2 billion is being pulled off of NASA for this. And he says that we need to let the independent people do this. <laughs> Uh, the independent programs get about seven hundred eighty-one million and eight hundred twenty-six million, respectively. The two, the top two. So you're taking more than half the funding from the global warming studies because it's, NASA was n by far number one. Sure. Well, it's the equivalent of you know sticking your head in the sand. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. Meanwhile, the ice flows are growing. With giant chunks of Antarctica are lopping off and and not only that but these two other programs they're private so mm. the argument can always be made well you say there's global warming so that you can keep your grants going right yes you not because of you know actual science right I, if they were transitioning the money to go over to NOAA, you know oceanographic <laughs> and atmospheric association I'll, sure i could i could see that there is a distinction between weather and climate that they don't seem to understand but that w I would be okay with that. It's at least the research is still being done. But no, they're just lopping it off and spending it on uh, Trump's weekend trips to Mar-a-Lago. So. so then the article goes on to explain how Obama uh, called for delaying Constellation Program, how he delayed the trip to Mars, and basically tried to get you in the mind frame that Trump is all for space exploration, <laughs> and that's why we're doing this. Mm. So I looked up the Daily Caller – is founded by Tucker Carlson and uh, Neil Patel, who was a former advisor to uh, Dick Cheney. Tucker, I'm, I don't know if everyone's familiar, but he's a libertarian conservative. So it's a very yeah. conservative. He ain't website. no libertarian. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls himself. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's actually a fairly biased website, but it does have. I always knew that that the Daily Caller was full of shit. I did not know that Tucker Carlson had started it though. Yeah, yeah. After reading this, I'm like, wait a minute. This is yeah. really one-sided, fairly biased. Where did this come from? Yeah. But yeah, there you go. So much for uh, studying global warming. At least by NASA. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I knew again. I knew this was going to happen. So, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it was inevitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't hear anything about that in the news. Like that's not no. People are so concentrated people get on sidetracked the- with stupid tweets. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this- well, it, it's part of the the you know the strategy is to just you know throw piles and piles and piles of nonsense at people, and they you just can't keep up. And well, this just it's, got it's not up to us to keep up. It's up to the the media to tell us what to pay attention to, and they focus on dumb shit. Well, they yeah they keep repeating the same stories over and over again. I mean, we'll watch CNN for a while, and you'll hear the same one story being talked about for an hour and a half. Just go through all of it, hit all of it. You, you have twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to concentrate on just one story, but it, they concentrate on the ones that you know it lure the advertisers in and make people stop for a few minutes at the at the uh, at the airport. So, oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad that I did not hear. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't hear about it. Since so so you're right. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. yeah. Now I feel horrible. <laughs> you're welcome. The next thing that I have is something that ties. There's a conservative group, and I'm trying to find the name of it. But there's a conservative group that ties Bannon, DeVos, and Kellyanne Conway together. Hmm. I found that very interesting that they are somehow together. The Southern Poverty Law Center published a membership directory of this. Um, like a think tank? Yeah, uh, Council for National Policy is what it's called. It's what's calling for a restoration of education in America. It's what DeVos is uh, basically what she's basing all of her ideas on. But the membership directory shows that Stephen Bannon was a member. Kellyanne Conway served as the council's executive committee. And DeVos was not listed as a member, but her mother was. She was on the board of governors, and her father was the president from 90 to 93. And what does this group want to do? <laughs> or should I say, how does this group want to destroy America? <laughs> Again, it's a, it's the Council for National Policy. What it's calling for, everything that DeVos is going for in, in, as Secretary of Education, it's to return education to teaching Christian values. Yeah, there's a quote in here. Hearn said that council members also worry children aren't, aren't learning right from wrong in school. There's a real need for a discussion in America today of what kind of education do we want? Because what kind of country do we want down the road? So it, it's all about, yeah, instilling Christian mythos and, and morality into children so you can form what the country looks like in 20 years from now. <sighs> And as DeVos said to the uh, Christian Reformed Church, to advance God's kingdom, mm. uh, greater a, greater kingdom gain in the long run. Yeah, it, it is all about re-Christianizing this nation, or Christianizing this nation has never been actually a Christian nation. Yeah, but, you know, as they now are feeling like their power is marginally eroding, they have to push back twice as hard so that they don't have this icky feeling anymore <laughs> that they're not in charge. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that Betsy DeVos is... Not getting an easy time of it. No, she yeah. was not. <laughs> did, you, did you hear? And that? rightfully so, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that they increased her security? They have her the sheriffs or something are protecting her. I can't think of um, Jeff's Sessions, the uh, Justice Department. Justice yeah. Department. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sessions uh, basically put uh, said that she needed high security detail. Wow. Because she one- does. Everybody's yelling shame around her constantly, <laughs> like Game of Thrones again. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure you need uh, you need men with guns to protect you from people yelling shame. Shame. But- yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta like from Betsy DeVos's standpoint, she's probably scared shitless. She's never had to deal with anything like this in her life. No. <laughs> oh, she's sure. had a very privileged, easy life. Now people are like shame, shame, and like 
getting in front of her car. She's probably flipping shit. <laughs> yeah, I bet she's and again, rarely had people tell her so. no, let alone like yell at her and get in her face. I, I can just picture her in her car, tucking her chin and going, oh my, oh bother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it Who makes are me, What's going on? <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> Do you think she understands why people hate her so much and are so against her? No. Or does she think that like, God, they just don't understand or? Yeah, it's the no. ignorant masses, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Then we're just too stupid to figure out. Look what the education department has done for these poor people. If only we had taught them right from wrong. Let's make a tweet and have a misspelling in it yeah. and then apologize with another misspelled word in it. I apologize. The boss. <laughs> I did just find it the, the, the biggest thing that I pulled from this article, though, because we, we've already discussed how DeVos is going to be just horrendous. But the mm. fact that Bannon and, and Kelly and Conway were also associated with this group. Man, that yeah. just that, that explains a lot to me. <laughs> I'm not at all right. surprised. Yeah, I wonder who pushed for that pick. Yeah. Belly, yeah. Bannon and Kelly in whispering in Trump's ear. Yeah, that makes it easy. I doubt it was whispering. It was like, here's your pick. Now go say that. Go do that. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll release the pee-pee video. <laughs> <laughs> no Fox and Friends for you in the morning if you don't put this one through. <laughs> <laughs> no TV uh, at all. <laughs> so the other thing that Trump said, this was, I think that was during his uh, his press briefing, the uh, fine-tuned machine. Yeah. Wasn't that where he said that, that is the administration's running like a, then that's, that's after Michael Flynn resigned. So, I mean, I don't know if you need any more evidence of how delusional <laughs> this man is. I think it was that and uh, Pudster got stepped down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was after that. Was, that, was, that was all within the same two day span. Right. Fine-tuned machine. So that, that fine-tuned machine this last week had six White House staff members, including one who was – it cites as being personally loyal to Trump. I don't know what that really means. But they were people that Trump brought into the White House, uh, were fired and escorted out of the White House for failing their FBI check. <laughs> wow. What do you have to have done to fail an FBI check? I mean, you know, a felony, sure, that's easy, but you can't expect <laughs> to have a job at the White House if you have a felony on your record. What did I'm they not, think would be whitewashed? I am not exactly sure, but I know that there there are, uh, I mean, it's basically anything that you can be blackmailed for mm. would would disqualify you. Oh, totally. Extra Russia. Extramarital <laughs> affairs. Right. That's easy. <laughs> you know, having child porn, that sort of, I'm not suggesting that's what they did, but <laughs> that would be an example. It's funny how, like... Having an extramarital affair, but getting an award from Putin, that seems to be okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> Being personal That's not friends. blackmailable. <laughs> yeah. So as of Saturday, February 18th, that brings the total people up to 19. 19 of his staff and advisors have been fired or resigned, and that was in one week. What is that? Is that including people that he somewhat uh, attempted to offer jobs to and then backed out? No. That okay. only includes people who actually had a job. All it right. does include people who were fired by him, not just the FBI, um, or resigned. But mm -hmm. uh, there were a couple people who, one who said something negatively about Trump um, and then got ratted onto Trump that were fired. What was it? Uh, Robin Townley was forced out by the CIA. Mm. It, it's just, a, it, like I said, 19 people in last week. Wow. And these are all his staff. There's, none of these are Obama Correct. holdovers. Correct. Oh, so it doesn't include, um, what's her name from? Sally. The Attorney General? Yeah. Sally Yates? Yeah. Sally Yates. Oh, he didn't hire her. He just kept her on. Correct. That doesn't, this is White House staff. Oh, okay. White House staff. Wow. Okay. Fine-tuned machine. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, speaking of that fine-tuned machine, I don't think I heard from Kellyanne Conway once this week. I think a lot of people have stopped booking her because she's lying to them. Yeah. They just won't put her on. And she's being set up as the scapegoat for a lot of the lies. They're all lying. Sean Spicer lies. Trump lies. um, Anybody they put – what's that misogynistic little asshole they put on a couple of Sundays ago? Um, (laughs) Steve Miller? Yeah. Yeah. He lies. Steve Miller's the singer. (laughs) Right. Sean Miller. (laughs) No, no. It was was Sean Spicer. It's Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is Steve Miller. (laughs) That's weird. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. (laughs) They have all bald-faced lied on television to multiple people, but she is the only one that is is being blackballed, which I find interesting. Well, her – remarks are so ridiculous and and so contrary like she must be so far out of the loop yeah so with many- them that she says stuff that is the complete opposite of what happened so yeah she's the one you can really point to but sorry blueberry farmer <laughs> if, if i have no no uh sympathy for her no i you know i have no sympathy for her but i think that she is being judged more harshly than the men are they're doing. Yeah. They're 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 doing just as badly as she is. They're lying just as much, if not more. You got to understand though. But Kellyanne had the one-two punch of alternative facts. Yeah. And then a week later, Bowling Green massacre. But you. But the, um, I'm not saying that there are any worse lies. <laughs> they're just so ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> that but ridiculousness shouldn't go into it though. Just straight up lying. You should not be allowed to be on television anymore the with only, that amount of lying. The only one that I can really think of who got shut down this week, apart from her, I believe his name is Paris Denard. He's a Trump mm. supporter. Oh, um, the black yeah, one the that Don Lemon guy. just closed down the whole exactly. show because of him. Yes. Don Lemon's like, stop saying fake news. Here's what fake news mean. I will give mm. you, I will give you the definition. And he's like, now go ahead. And he, he goes, well, this fake news. He's like, all right, we're done. Cut commercial. <laughs> That was amazing. Yeah. It, I was. That was truly amazing. I saw that live. That was that was awesome. Oh really? Like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> We're going back to commercial now. Neat. Yeah, he uh Don Lemon, he's definitely all of ever, ever since uh ever since he burst onto the scene, what was it like a, a year and a half ago mm. when he made him he made kind of a name for himself doing similar things. He's all about Papa Don't Take No Mess. Yeah. <laughs> I am not putting up with your shit. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, all those guys at CNN have done taking shit. Yeah. Jake Tapper, Chris Cuomo, they're all like, fuck you. Call us fake news. We can call you out on your shit now. <laughs> it's on. Oh, and it was uh, it was the Morning Joe that said Kellyanne Conway was stricken, right? Mm-hmm. It was on right. MSNBC? Correct. Yeah. That show boggles my mind. I don't understand that. Well, how do, how do you mean? I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. First of all, I don't know where Joe Scarborough lies on anything. <laughs> like, like what is he? He's like a Republican, right? I don't know. Is he? He used to be a senator or something. And so he is, is is the 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 gist of the show supposed to be like he's a Republican and she's like a liberal? But she seems to just interrupt him all the time. <laughs> well, he never stops talking. Yeah. It's hard to not interrupt him it. if you want to say anything. He no, I agree. But she, he's always talking and she's always like. Yeah, and then they did. Yeah, and then this is, I'm like, what is – they're always so, like, calm. It's just weird. But he seems to not like Trump, and then sometimes he does. I, I don't know who he hates. He hates everybody. <laughs> so talking about lying and the Trump administration, so normally I, w- I wanted to get into the, the economic stuff because I, I had a conversation earlier today with a Republican at my work about the economic – Trump's economic plan – and my opinion was, what economic plan? What are you talking yeah. about? But in, in any case, to back this up, there's a on the Washington Post, there's an article that talks about the, the economic growth. 
So normally, when a, when a new president takes office, they ask the Council of Economic Advisors to estimate a baseline growth under the current policies, and then they are given the policies of the new office, of the new cabinet, and that then they get an end result that's usually kind of optimistic. Like, they kind of go, well, if everything you tell us is true, then here's where we'll be. All right. So, that, you know, we estimate growth will be 1%, 2%. Right. Exactly. Based. Okay. So, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Trump transition team did exactly the opposite. They ordered the Council of Economic Advisors to predict a sustained growth of 3 to 3.5%. And the staffers were then directed to backfill all all the numbers in their models to then produce those growth rates. <laughs> wow. And we're hearing about this, and how come no one's been arrested? Apparently it's not illegal. You can't charge the president on this. Now, nor- For just making shit up? <laughs> like- yeah. But now this is an estimation. So it's they are forecast, being told, yeah. give this estimate and then we'll make it happen because they have no economic policy. So they have nothing to base the numbers on. So they're told, well, just give huge numbers and we'll make it happen. <laughs> um, so just to give you an idea, the forecasters predict uh, 1.8 to 1.9% annual growth. And that's based on the current policies. Because they have nothing else to base it on, basically. Yeah. Hmm. So the idea of 3 to 3.5%, I mean, that's insane. You're talking about a country going up more than 1%. Um, I'm sure Trump thinks that that will happen. I'm sure he thinks that his, you know, sheer brilliance will make this country generate, you know, 3% growth. Does It's not based in reality. They cite in this article Glenn Hubbard. He's a Columbia Business School dean. He chaired uh, W's Council of Economic Advisors and advised Romney and Jeb Bush. His estimate for, like, the upper bound estimate was 2.75%. And that's with, you know, that's with trickle-down economics doing exactly what they say it will, not actually what it does. (laughs) 2.75. And that is a very positive, very you know, Republican viewpoint. And Trump is like, no, nope, make it 3.5 and we'll just get us there. <laughs> I'm so okay. confused by this story. <laughs> you said normally you hand these plans into this place and they verify that you, that what you're doing is going to work no, or that they, it could work? They take what you're going to do, what your economic policies are, and base the growth estimate. on it. <laughs> and they make an estimate based on what you give them. Okay, so you and this is the first time ever they were told, okay, this is what it's going to be. Now you fill in the numbers, right? Yes, you do the math. And why backwards. did these people do this? I well, think that's who right. are these people? Who, who's in charge of them? <laughs> I think maybe that's why it's in the Washington Post. It's because those people went, what? It's yeah, this, and this is CEA. the first time. And these people are non-political. They are the Council of Economic Advisors. They are completely nonpartisan. It's a group of nonpartisan. I'm sure doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, again, though they're. They they freely admit that we didn't come up with this. We were told to here's the numbers, and that the the Trump administration would just meet them. <laughs> so if if you hear Trump saying that the uh, economic advisors are predicting this, well, no, they're really not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why even agree to any of that if he's if he's just going to use that information and be like, okay, you agreed, right? Instead of just not doing anything and being like, no, this is not how it's done. Because they like their jobs, and they know that he will just fire them if they don't. And they have mortgages and kids going to school, and the same reason we all like our jobs. 
But I, I, yeah, I hear you. But again, if the, if you're opening up with the we're releasing completely non credible information, then what's the point? Right. Well, that, that's why you give it to the Washington Post. Yeah, I think that's exactly why they contacted the Washington Post. Yeah, because they're, they're stuck doing it. They, their jobs are on the line, so they did it because they didn't have an option really until they get the next job, which will take a month. And again, or so. I'm not hearing anything about this. It, yeah, it's not been in anything that I've seen except for the Post. So. That's why you need wow. to subscribe to these uh, individual papers. <laughs> well, I mean, I I like them on Facebook, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, this and this just. I, I'm moving to Finland. The only I'm, reason I'm I done. the only reason I heard about it was it was posted in a uh, uh, secular email that I get, um, th- and they're basically concentrating on Trump because it's just nonstop. So mm. I think I'm going to skip the next one because we're going long. So the I, I wanted to mention this. A friend of mine brought it up. And I had never heard of this before. There was a petition filed to the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, a writ of mandamus seeking to nullify the re- uh, election results. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this? What? So there was a writ filed January 18th, and it has been assigned a docket number in the Supreme Court. It cites uh, in the Constitution, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. The writ declares that the Russians' impact on our election is evidence of an invasion, <laughs> Russian hacking, and uh, they, they implore the Supreme Court to rule that the election of 2016 be nullified. And that we start over at the primaries. What? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Actually, I mean, I believe it happened, but for real. And actually, a response was due today. Correct. I, it's, I can't find anything, though, so I don't okay. know. And a response was due. Supreme Court can take as they much time as they want to. Sure. Huh. But that's odd, though, that they haven't responded yet. Because you would expect that they would respond and go, yeah, no, we're not going to rule on that. Or yeah. say yes, whatever. Actually, just answer though what they're going to do. Interesting, but yeah, well, th- I mean, they have to say no because, well, I guess they do have a lot of proof on the Russians. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think probably there's not enough proof to say either way at the moment. So they'll probably sit on it until proof comes up, and then they'll look at look at the case. Because right now, there's so much that's up in the air. I mean, yeah, the the security industry knows things but they're not telling people yet and they're not they don't have it you know the report there's been no investigation done by congress or anything so yeah and without proof of there being hacking and how that hacking took place and where it took place there would be no way to justify it right but i do find it very interesting that there is i mean it's a pipe dream (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it'd be awesome if it happened could could you imagine try to imagine what would happen in this country if something came out and they were just like look He's not legitimate. He has to, you know, it, it, some some bullshit. They find some evidence of something. And, like, that means, like, Pence is out, too. Like, the whole team's out. None of them get to stay in. Right. Yeah. Who gets who goes in? Ryan, I guess, temporarily? I would imagine, yeah. But then, I mean, I guess they'd have to give it to Hillary, uh, assuming she wanted the job still. Probably not. You would probably vote again, I guess. Yeah, I don't, it would have I don't to know. Be, there would have to be another vote. Right. Could, but imagine that happens. How do the Trump supporters react to this? Is it mass chaos? They would re- react poorly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> poorly, like rioting poorly? <laughs> yeah, I think in places, definitely. Yeah. Well, not that there hasn't been you know, riots going on. Well, they're not riots. Demonstrations going on cur- currently. But I think it would be different. It would be riots and not demonstrations. And they're better armed, those Trumpsters. Mm. So 
They're trying to organize a Make America Great Again Day in Milford on the Milford Borough page. <laughs> oh, of dear. course they There's are. about 15 morons interested in it so far. <laughs> have you started the, the counter-revolution? Oh, yes, we have. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yes, we have. I am not so much in it as I am just making jokes, mm. but a lot of my friends from high school have jumped into it. And boy, did this go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of my friends, turns out, voted for Trump. <laughs> Oh, and now they're all pissed off. And they started riling up the non-Trump voters (laughs) on the page and uh, making fun of them and being like, oh, these idiots think think they know how corporations work. They live in some jerkwater town. And uh, leave it to old Jared. I had to steer the course of the ship. And I was because we were all in a group text while it was going on. And I was like, guys, I'm like, regardless of who you voted for, you're not going to have any fun with this because the... Hillary voters are not going to get crazy and violent with you. I'm like, the Trump supporters are the ones who are going to lose their shit. You got to redirect it there. And then they did that. And then we were, we course corrected and everything was fine. And uh, we all got banned. <laughs> of course. <Nice>. Yep. <laughs> we all got banned and all our comments got scrubbed. Huh. I simply asked who MAGA was and why we were having a parade for her. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. That was- <laughs> no, no. That was, that was good. The last thing I have in kind of, uh, National news. This has been all over the news today, and I'm going to mispronounce this. Milo Yiannopoulos? Maybe I got it right. You did. Milo Yiannopoulos. Man, this guy. I don't even know where to begin with this guy. He's an attention whore. I suggest you not begin anywhere with him. Yeah. He is pure and simply an an attention whore. He is, I don't think he believes half the things that come out of his mouth. He is just there to shock people and make money. That's it. Yeah, he's kind of like the uh, Marilyn Manson of the political scene. Yeah. He just wants to shock people and make headlines. But um, I, I honestly, I yeah, I'm really have a hard time even talking about him because I can't stand giving him any legitimacy or even putting it out there. Like I love Bill Maher, mm-hmm. really love Bill Maher, and Bill Maher put him on there and did not lay into him as much as I really would have liked him to. He took that angle of the Berkeley protest, mm-hmm. right? And all that shit like that. And uh, he also, you know, Bill Maher had Tommy Lauren on a couple weeks before that and didn't really go hard on her. You guys know Tommy Lauren? I should. I don't remember offhand. Is she the, uh, the blonde idiot? Yeah, she's okay. that little blonde millennial who goes crazy and thinks Black Lives Matter is a hate group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, she works for The Blaze. And like, you'll, I, I've only ever seen her videos and idiots who post it on there. And she's like, these whiny liberal snowflakes. And mm-hmm. blah, she's such a little, excuse my word, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but like I, I like giving her or Milo any time or credence to even pay attention to them, like really irritates me. Yeah. Yeah. To no extent. Like I love the Young Turks because the, the story they had on Milo was some asshole alt-right editor for Breitbart made claims that pedophilia was OK, lost a book deal and got disinvited to CPAC. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say his name. <laughs> nice. So I understand. I, I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about it. I just like, oh, hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, by talking about him, you're giving him exactly what he wants. Yeah. So. In a sense, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if he can pull himself out of what happened, though. I don't know if, if you want to go over what exactly he did. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The thing that I wanted to bring up, he brings up something about the freedom of speech and the idea that you should be able to say anything. And he, he says that this is why he does what he does. And that sentiment I agree with. However, when you say things – you're responsible for what you've said. Yeah. And you can suffer the consequences. 
And he says things, like we've said, just to get attention. He goes way over the line into complete racist, complete just, and not just offensive. I don't care if you get offended, but completely insulting to people just to insult. Like if you get insulted on something because I'm making a statement and, you know, I have a, I have a point to, to make, then all right, you know, you get insulted. But if you're insulting people just to insult them, then you're just an asshole and you don't deserve to get the time of day. Right. He he is every right constitutionally to say whatever he wants, but there is no constitutional right to make us listen to him. Nobody has to carry him. Nobody has to ever follow him on Twitter. Nobody has to, ever has to do anything with this man again. He should just fade into the background and die a lonely old life. Well, the thing that scares me about Milo is, is that, you know, some people just – People have a tendency to go, oh, he's just like a real living troll Mm. online, you know, internet troll. So don't pay him any mind. You know, he's stupid. And I can't stand when people say that to me because I'm like, what you don't get, though, is that there's morons out there who believe what he's saying, whether he believes it or not. It's irrelevant. That's true. Right. And that is the part. And so when you put him on other shows or or Simon and Schuster gives him a fucking book deal, (laughs) like, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Why would you do that? Like. Yes, he's got every right to say what he wants to do, but for, for fuck's sake, <laughs> so did Hitler, I guess, to some extent. Sure. I don't know what the laws were in Germany at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and then people and and progressives and liberals sit there and, and argue whether or not it's okay to punch a fucking neo-Nazi in the face <laughs> on the street. Well, I got to be honest with you, it's against the law, but if you're going to sit there and spout that shit out, I expect you to get punched every day. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I... I I mean, I hope he goes away. I don't know if he will. Like I said, I've seen people already defending him over this, over these comments that he made. Well, I had never heard of the guy until the Bill Maher controversy where I can't even remember the other guy's name. The guy who refused to show up because he was going to be there. Oh, uh, I forget who it was, too. Um, I heard about it. Someone who's been on there a lot. See, I've known about Milo for a little over a year now, probably. Mm. I've seen him pop up in different places on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Sam Harris talked about him. Uh, Dave Rubin talked about him. It was, um, it was the whole Berkeley thing when uh, – Right. And Berkeley was – obviously, Berkeley really put it in the light. And they – again, progressives fucked that up. Liberals fucked that up. They gave him exactly what he – if he could have asked for anything more yeah. perfect than a goddamn riot. Yeah. And people burning shit and breaking stuff is perfect for him. Oh, absolutely. He should have been ignored and 10 people should have showed up. That would have been the end of it. Well, that's the other thing too. He should have been allowed to talk. That's his – that's free speech, baby. You, you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. There is a harmful speech component to that, though. You, you, free speech, absolutely. But when you actually harm people with the things that you say, if you you know incite riots, get people doing things that are illegal, then you've crossed the line. And he right, but that's a that's a thing that has to be taken care of after you've said it, though. Sure. You, you, we don't know what he was going to say. Yeah. True. You know. Well, we've like I hate I hate KKK members, but if they want to march and talk, I, I, I've got to suck it up and take it. Sure. Now, but then again, I don't want I don't want the leader of the KKK to be interviewed by Wolf Blitzer on CNN at eight o'clock at night. Right. No, no, that that is a forum that he should not yeah. have access to. Yeah, yeah, we don't need. Well, not that we don't need his point of view. Let's let's be smart about this. <laughs> sure. Like as much as you're inter- <laughs> like that's what irritated me about Bill Maher because Bill Maher has been banned from canvases before by liberals and he you know he takes a hard line on that shit. But like if you could just watch 15 videos of milo talking it might be like well i could make this point without this shitbag on my show yeah agreed but it's his right too to put him on there so yeah. mm. sorry did, uh, no 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 <laughs> do you want to talk about what milo did <laughs> oh sure so 
So I guess what he actually did was he made a statement that made it sound like he was okay with uh, with touching little boys. He made some sort of statement about a guy, like an older guy. What was it? Have you ever looked at a 15-year-old and... and uh, 13. 13-year-old. No, he said 15. Okay. Oh. In either yeah, he, he's talking to Joe Rogan when he said this. Okay. So he made reference to that, and then he made a, a some sort of off joke about how he thanked the priest that touched him because it made him who he is today. Uh, we saw that on well, CNN. Well, there's two... There's two shows that he said this on. There was one where, and this is really weird because I saw the video of it. He was in a Skype interview with some podcast, but all the guys that he was talking to were wearing like luchador masks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was really odd. And he was talking about older men and young boys. Now, what I think he was referring to was teenage boys. Now, under the rule of law, that's still wrong. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's not as bad as thinking of, like, a six-year-old man and, like, a six-year-old boy. But either way, it doesn't – that's not what he, I don't think he was referring to. And then one of the guys says to him, you know, that sounds like church molestation shit that you're talking about. Right. And Milo goes, well, yeah. He's like, if it wasn't for Father John, I'd never be able to give, give as good head as I do. And then uh, on Joe Rogan, he expounds more on that Father John thing and that he was 14 years old and he was giving a blowjob to this priest. Mm. And that's where it lies. So – it's not as bad as people are making out to be. It's still bad. But it's also not great. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he says, this is a quote from him, you're understanding what pedophilia means. Pedophilia is not a sexual attraction to somebody 13 years old who is sexually mature. Okay, that is a completely unrealistic statement. What 13-year-old child is sexually mature? That's ridiculous. Uh, well, it, maybe not mentally, but I'm sure some 13 years are biologically mature enough. Borderline. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's different. I'm, yeah, but I'm saying you're right. Mentally, not in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. To be to be blowing a, a six year old priest. Yeah. And he's saying the pedophilia's attraction to children who have not reached puberty. You say this word, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> it, it's clear that he is some personal background deep, or or it's all just bullshit. And he was saying something, you know, shocking again just to get in the news, right. and it went way off the rails. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that he said this on two separate occasions. Yeah. But again, who knows with this guy? He's so full of shit that it could have been completely made up. And the, you know, the part about the priest molesting him might have been just the last ditch attempt to, to save things as they were going south. So who knows? And honestly, like, even before any of this came out and he – thank God he lost the book deal. Yeah. Like, for fuck's sake, Simon Schuster, get your shit together. <laughs> really? The fact that he was invited to C CPAC to speak yeah. before all this? Well, it's, it's mind-boggling. I'm sure he was invited as an editor on Breitbart, not because of his own personal views, but just... I guess so, but did not one person look this guy up? Yeah. Well, what do you think about Bannon? Bannon knew yeah. who he was. Bannon knew exactly who he was. Well, I mean, I like, yeah. I mean, I understand why Breitbart would want him, but I don't know. Isn't CPAC like conservative or Christian? Is it conservative or Christian? Thing? Conservative, I believe. Oh, conservative Either pack. way. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he Hopefully that's the last time we ever talk about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my my theory was that Bannon wanted him. Bannon knew who he was from Breitbart and wanted to start keep stirring shit up, and that's why he was going. to I mean, it's that. a possibility. I mean, Milo definitely plays to the fringe right now, mm -hmm. which is where he should stay. Yeah. You know, I'll always catch a, a someone posting a video of uh, Milo destroys social justice warrior or Milo <laughs> shuts down crazy black woman or something like that. Like, I have a feeling that morons think he's intelligent because he has a British accent. <laughs> but if you want to see what an idiot 
Milo actually is, I suggest everybody go to YouTube and watch the Bill Maher overtime section of the show. Oh, I didn't uh-huh. watch it. Okay. Yeah, the the main show, the interview that they, that he had with Milo, I did not particularly care for, only in the sense that I just feel Bill gave him a pass. Yeah, there wasn't much to it. Yeah. Yeah, but the overtime portion of the show, which only plays on YouTube, it doesn't play on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, where they take questions from Twitter and stuff like that. Larry Wilmore puts the smackdown on this little twerp. <laughs> Hardcore. And so does uh, the other guy on the panel. I, I don't can't remember his name, but I know he worked for the CIA. He was like a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote a book, which I probably should buy. Or maybe I'll get it from Audible. <laughs> I'll listen to it on Audible. <laughs> but they both shut him down. Hardcore. And he just looks like... He's completely over his head at this nice. point, and it, it's very nice. It's only 12 minutes long, so look it up. Bill Maher overtime for whatever date Friday was. Okay. That would have been the 18th. Okay. So we're running a little long, but I do want to blow through these because if we don't uh, if we don't mention them now, we're just not going to. Uh, <laughs> things that we listed under good news. One thing that I wanted to mention, a Democratic senator, Jim Himes, has filed a resolution for honoring Darwin Day on February 12th. He wants it to be – I mean, this is a just a completely symbolic bill, mm. but uh, it's just to establish a day for Charles Darwin. And I nice. thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Then I got down to the bottom of the thing, and uh, yeah, he introduced identical legislation in 2015 and 16. So yeah. I don't see this. <laughs> it won't pass That's what I was going to say. I was like, there's no way it could pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really not going to happen. I did want to mention there was a case in Washington State Supreme Court. They unanimously disagreed with uh, basically there was a gay couple who was suing a florist mm. and they unanimously sided on the gay couple. So, Good. yeah, the, basically the florist said, I believe in Jesus and I can't give you flowers for your wedding. <laughs> and they got sued and the court has, well, they, what the, yeah, this was an appeal. So this it looks like the final appeal, although they say they're going to go to the Supreme Court. I don't know that they actually have, you know, like the, the U.S. Supreme Court. I don't think they have a case for it. So we'll yeah. see. But they failed at the state level. That's good. Yeah. New Hampshire Republican Brandon Finney. Finney? Finney. Finney. Mm. We'll go with Finney. He just made a statement. And what he said was... He, he called religion or he referred to religion as an archaic belief that denies reality. And he did this while uh, in session. <laughs> nice. So it's on the record. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely on the record. And well I just – I wanted to bring that up because, you know, even though it's a, it's a state representative still, that's – it's good to see things like that happening at the uh, – you know, in government. Um, I'll post the article. There's a lot more to it, but that's the basic summary. And the last one I put up there was uh, the the governor of Virginia has vetoed a bill that would have defunded Planned Parenthood in the state of Virginia. So go, Virginia governor. Well done. Yeah. What? uh, Okay. So it had it had passed. It had passed the the house and and, yeah. Okay. Wow. And he vetoed it. One guy standing in the way. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the. the, the new section that I thought we were going to do. We might implement it later. But uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention was from today, Mormon Leaks, formerly Mormon WikiLeaks. <laughs> this was a, a, a temple ordinance. 17 public figures who were baptized after death. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> now, they... Oh, I hate when they do now that. Now, this is, uh, again, this is... The, they're not saying that they were going to hell, but they... 
basically if you haven't if you haven't accepted the true church according to mormon gospel they go into like a purgatory and the baptism isn't really to to save them it just calls them for the dead in order to go to their temple they have to be baptized so that they can then accept the mormon religion in the afterlife but the thing that i love about this is some of them are amazing cuz <laughs> bob marley Albert Einstein, oh, God. Geronimo, uh, Sacagawea. <laughs> there were a whole bunch of Native Americans whole in bu- there. Black Elk, a whole bunch of different chiefs. Yeah. But the one that, that really caught people's attention, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> wow. They baptized Adolf Hitler so that he can enter the Mormon church in the afterlife. Nice <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe that. I I don't know what was going through anyone's head that they decided to do that. Is everybody fucking high in this country right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Many of them. Uh, I I don't. Uh, anyway, that's all I had. The uh, the baptism of Hitler. I, yeah, I, that just it boggles the mind. I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we got for this week because. Yeah, we're running a little long. So yeah. if anybody has any comments, questions, or would like to ask us anything, go to profaneargument.com and you can post it on the show website. Uh, I'd also like to encourage you to check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which we're a member of. You can do that at the website soon-to-be-named-network.com. You can check out other shows that uh, we help produce and some that we don't help produce. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Ian's alive. Oh, just, just severely I wasn't diminished. sure if I was going to have to do it for him. <laughs> no, someone was going to – I don't want to get into it on air. That's gross. <laughs> but uh, Ian is under the weather. So in any case, I'm glad you're here. So uh, hey, uh, thank you for listening. Good night and may your God go with you.